This podcast is brought to you in part by JFQ Lending. With interest rates below 3%, there has never been a better time to lock in a low fixed interest rate on your mortgage. You'll never need to think about refinancing again. Set it and forget it. And with JFQ Lending, you are guaranteed to get the highest level of customer service. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and over 3,000 five-star reviews. Give Jared Ritter a call today at 480-637-7979 or email Jared directly at J-R-I-T-T-E-R at jfqlending.com. JFQ Lending, Inc., equal access lender, licensed in over 40 states, www.jfqlending.com. Welcome to Pod Like a Champion, the blueandgold.com recruiting podcast. I'm Patrick Engel, joined by our recruiting insider, Mike Singer. Mike, you've been traveling everywhere. Uh, it's been a, we got, just got news earlier th- this evening, uh, it's Wednesday, September 16th, as we're recording, that uh, the NCAA extended the dead period through the end of 2020. Not exactly a surprise, but nope for you. Uh, travels are as, as busy as any. So tell us about where you've been. Yeah. So, Days are just jumbled up. You said it was the 16th as we're recording this, posting this on Thursday, the 17th. Okay, so then last Friday was the 11th. Um, I was down in Florida, so I have family, all, all of my family and my, in- and my in-laws live down in Central Florida. So made the trip down there, um, stayed with my in-laws, and um, went out to see Philip Riley, cornerback, four-star, Rivals 250, recently added into the Rivals 250 national rankings. Um, so I went and saw Riley play. Um, there was a... a, a Really ugly football game in that Bloomingdale Riley's team won 15 to 14, scored zero offensive touchdowns. They uh, picked up a botched uh, quarterback snap uh, on defense and scored that way. And then Phillip Riley had the um, go ahead 53 yard touchdown on the kickoff return. Um, kind of just a squib kick that went to him and just kind of set up perfectly for him to take that to the house. Um, and then this was just an ambitious trip for me, Patrick. Tuesday, I uh, went up to New Jersey. Uh, Tuesday morning, that afternoon, saw Steve Angeli, class of 2022 quarterback that Notre Dame's offered. Uh, and there's also defensive back Jaden Gould, a four-star player as well, that Notre Dame is after. But really, it was to see, wanted there to see Steve. So a little context of why I drove up, or excuse me, I flew up there just for a high school football practice. Like I flew from Atlanta to New Jersey. This is real commitment. Yes. A practice, a practice, right? I don't even like practice, man. (laughs) Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talk about practice. (laughs) All right. I'm not going to say it 23 and a half times like Allen Iverson did, but anyway, uh, as you were, (laughs) sorry. Uh, I'm glad glad we're just slightly old enough to know that, right? We were kids when that happened. Oh yes. Yes. What? 2001 Uh, or something. (laughs) Um, the generation, the, the current NBA generation, knows NBA Twitter generation will not, not right. understand. They just know the, the GIF. That, the that's all they, right. Okay, so when I took this job in May of 2019, Notre Dame already had Drew Pine committed at quarterback in 2020 and Tyler Buckner committed in 2021. So I've been on this job for a, a year and a half or something, and I haven't been able to cover a quarterback recruitment. It's driving me crazy. So – August 17th, it's just one of those dates you just can't forget. The night that Notre Dame finally offered a quarterback while I was on the job. So they offered Steve Angeli and Gavin Wimsat. Um, so I was like, 
I, I want to see these kids right away. So um, went ahead and booked the trip to see Angelique, partly because I felt between these two, who would commit sooner? Like if Notre Dame's going to land one of those two, who, and I was like, Angelique, the kid who has like, you know, family loves Notre Dame, you know, Quentin Nelson and, and uh, Wimbush are close with their brothers. Like they're like, he, he, he refers to Quentin Nelson as Mr. Nelson. Like, you know, they, they, they talk a good bit and um, all that stuff Steve does with, with, with big Q. So I figured you know, that's, that's the kid I should go see first. So I uh, went up to see him practice and the kid was impressive. Steve was, I mean, I, I joked with uh, Vito Campanelli, the head coach of Bergen. I was like, Hey, I'm going to turn you in um, to the, uh, to, to the state of New Jersey high school athletic association, whatever. And he was kind of like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I was like, you can't have a 25 year old quarterback. Uh, he can start joking. Steve and has got a baby face, but I mean, he's got uh, a great build. Uh, I mean, he's, his legs are hairier than mine. Here I am 27 year old grown man. And, you know, Angeli's, you know, just being able to drive or something like that. So um, he looked the part 100%. I asked Vito, is that what he looked like as a sophomore? He said, oh, no, he's put on like 20 pounds um, during the whole quarantine ordeal. So um, put on really good weight, quick release, accurate, strong arm, moves well. An article I wrote on Wednesday morning at blueandgold.com, I wrote, he's like just a modern day quarterback, Patrick. Like you want a quarterback who's not going to be a statue in the pocket, right? You want a guy who can move around, uh, but you also don't want just a running back at quarterback. You want a, a quarterback who can obviously throw the football and he throws the ball with the best of them. I was at the elite 11 over the summer. Uh, there were some really good quarterbacks there. And the way he slung the ball around in that practice, and I don't want to put a ton of stock into one practice, just like if he went out there and stunk it up, I would have defended him and like, look, it was one practice. So he lit it up. So I, I have to kind of caution myself from like just saying that he's the best quarterback to ever pick up a football because it was one practice. But from what I saw, like he reminded me of Caleb Williams, five-star Oklahoma commit in the 2021 commit. 2021 class because saw Caleb at elite 11 Caleb had the strongest arm there and that just stood out to me all these quarterbacks are about the same level but you have Caleb who's got this uh, laser arm uh, with a quick release uh, moves well so that that was kind of the comp for me just from that one day um, you know I don't want to say that Angeli's going to be a five-star player he's currently a four-star per rivals outside the national rankings um, but I mean, prototypical quarterback, that's Angeli in certain with his physical tools. He didn't start as a sophomore um, because they had a senior quarterback, and that's, that's kind of a touchy situation if you're a coach. Do I start the kid who's clearly the better prospect or start the kid who, you know, led us well as a junior to senior year? It's going to be tough to bench him for a sophomore. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see yeah, Angeli's got all the quarterback tools in the world. He's had a private coach, Matt Bastardi, since, you know, he's in like fifth or sixth grade. So he clearly knows how to throw a football, throw on the run, drops. Um, well, like he, 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 great footwork, all of that. But how's he going to be when he's got pass rushers in his face? So that is a long answer to your question, Patrick. And I'm not even done answering that. Is, is, is that okay? Can I keep going? Well, I was, I was going to say, you've 
already clearly made up for the lack of covering a quarterback recruitment by cramming enough info of 20 quarterback <laughs> recruitments in there, which is, which is how you want to do it. And, and like you said, uh, you know, there's, there's days that, you know, every recruiting reporter looks forward to, you know, that was pumped. getting married, uh, graduating college and covering a quarterback. <laughs> now, right? So of course it's worth it to, you know, fly up oh, flap to practice. So long. But, so long. <laughs> before we dive deeper into uh, Angeli's game and particularly his recruitment uh, work with Notre Dame stands, be sure to follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Patrick Engel underscore E N G E L. And you can follow Mike at rivals underscore singer. And the best way to support this podcast is to subscribe to blueandgold.com. You can get access for the entire year. Wait, okay. $12. Before, before you get into this, Patrick, this is the best deal we are going to run all year. I mean, this is a crazy deal. We, there's a deal that we'll do where it's like you get um, half off your year subscription. You get like $50 worth to the um, Rivals gift shop powered by Fanatics. So that's a great deal. But this one is the best. This, I mean, you're not going to find a better deal than this at any subscription site. So go ahead and tell the people, Patrick. <laughs> Get the people what they want. All right. You can subscribe to blueandgold.com. Entire year, $12. Use the promo code ND1241. That's ND12FOR1. Don't miss it. That's saving $87 off the, the, the normal price. So this is a flash sale and Sunday. Get it while you can. Yeah, I mean, you get you guys existing subscribers already. The only thing that you know keeps us from being homeless. So, if eighty-seven dollars less than what you would spend on that helps us out, you know, there you go. And you know, I don't think you're going to regret the content either. But yeah. Anyway, if you like the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, leave us comments and ratings, or like us on YouTube if you're watching on video. So, Mike, back to your trip to Joyzy to go see Steve and Jelly. Let's dive in a little bit more sure. into his recruitment here. So, like you said, date is etched in your mind for the rest of your life. The date Notre Dame offered a 2022 quarterback. August 17th, so he was yeah. one of two on that date, of course, joining Gavin Wimsat from Owensboro, Kentucky. Yep. So, in getting to talk to him, see him in person, you know, talk to some other folks around him, either, you know, uh, met his folks, Tuesday, his met it and his parents. Yeah. And, and really, since you know, the recruitment started, where do you get the sense that one where Notre Dame stands here and what kind of decision timeline he's looking at, particularly in this weird time for any recruit, but especially in, in quarterbacks, considering how early they like to commit to schools and how a lot of college coaches like to try to see them in person? Tunda digest here. You might just want to sit back. Chill out, Patrick, because I might go Should on. I pour a scotch? <laughs> oh, if you pour me one. Um, of course, that would be kind of difficult because we're obviously in different locations doing the Zoom. Okay, so I'm going to answer your second question first, where he kind of stands with this timeline. Um, and to answer that, I want to start off with the context of um, it's super important to get in-person evaluations if you're a college coach. Um you know, I, I've talked to different coaches and uh, over the years and scouts. And I mean, that uh, that's, and that's obvious, right? Me saying that is not like blowing anybody's brains. Like what you want to see people, these kids in person. That's why the spring evaluation period is so important, but especially for quarterbacks, you, you, you want to see 
not just all the good throws. You want to see the bad throws. You want to see how they react to the bad throws. You want to see what kind of leader they are. You, you can't get that on a highlight tape. You know, that, that's just not there. You, you can talk to the kid's coach, talk to the kid, um, but that's kind of dressed up stuff. And, of course, the coach is going to say that his kid's the best thing since sliced bread. So, um, so the, yeah, the in-person evaluation, super important. Obviously, Notre Dame hasn't been able to do that. Have they seen Stephen Jelly throw in person? Nope. Have they seen Gavin Wimsat throw in person? Nope. They haven't seen many. They saw Brady Allen throw at a camp in summer of 2019. They were really banking on spring evaluation period to figure out who they're going to offer in the 2022 class. I keep saying this. I really need to look it up. I'm pretty sure Notre Dame was the last school of FB, of, in the entire FBS – What's that? 130 programs to offer 2022 quarterback. Just think about that. They were the very last uh, because they put so much stock into wanting to see these guys in person. Uh, but if you're Notre Dame, it's sitting in August. And I think you mentioned Patrick, I mean, quarterback recruiting, just a different animal. These kids commit the, the fastest. Like I mentioned Brady Allen, he committed to Purdue. Um, he's down in, what is that? Southwest Indiana. He didn't want to play his junior season uncommitted. So he went ahead and popped. Um, and a lot of these kids are like, I, I want to commit before my senior season. Well, quarterbacks, if you're still uncommitted during your junior season, you're kind of late. It, it, quarterback crew is just a, a different animal. Um, so if you're Notre Dame, you got to, you know, pick the guys you like and, and, and offer them. Like they, they, they certainly like others that they haven't offered, but, I mean, clearly they offered two and Jelly and Wimsat, so I'm sure those are the two they like the most. So if you're Notre Dame, you really wanted that in-person evaluation. You didn't get it, um, so you offered the two that you like the most. You felt like you've – I mean, college coaches are detectives. Like they have to learn everything about these kids, especially at the quarterback position because if you get the quarterback position wrong, that sets you back, right? So, um, you know, it, it – it, it's not good to have a 2017 recruiting class where you don't have a quarterback. Of course, Avery Davis was that guy and has moved around in plenty of different positions. Um, so you just you want to get the quarterback position right. Okay. So there's the context. So Notre Dame, they want to be patient here still, I, I would imagine, because um, would they, if Steve Angeli calls to commit right now, would they take it? I'm sure they would. But I'm sure they – kind of want to take this slow, uh, like they got the offer out. So they, the, the, these kids can't be like, you know, whether it's Wimsat or Angel, Oh, you offered so late. Like what if Notre Dame would have waited until next spring? That would have been pretty late, but they offered now it's before junior season. I don't care who you are. If a school offers you before your junior season, that can't be considered late. Damari Alston, Notre Dame was offered 40 or 41 for that running back from um, nearby me in Atlanta that's not late because it's before your junior season still. So that, that's just being soapbox. And Alston understands that. Um, Mac to Angeli, the good thing with him is that he's also looking to take his time. So is Gavin Wimsatt. So that's clearly information that Notre Dame wanted to know about when they were um, gathering information about these kids for the offering. Hey, what does your timeline look like? Well, Angeli – wanted to stay patient. He, he doesn't want to make a decision this fall. And he, when I asked him about it um, on Tuesday, Hey, well, you know, anything new with your decision timeline? I said, Nope. Um, definitely before my senior season. 
Um, but it, it really doesn't seem like he wants to announce anything this fall. So um, I just still feel like, though, if Notre Dame puts the full court press on Angeli, it would be hard for him to, to say no. Like it, I, I think he's leaning Notre Dame. Um, and, you know, he's got some big-time offers. LSU's talking to him a good bit. Ohio State was his first offer before his sophomore year. He didn't even, again, he didn't even start a sophomore year, but Ohio State saw him at a camp, loved him, and uh, went ahead and offered him. He's got Penn State on his list. Um, Oregon offered not too long ago. Michigan State uh, is on him. Miami's offered him. Michigan, uh, Nebraska, Northwestern, Rutgers, uh, a local school, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. So a uh, bunch of offers. You know, he's taking it slow for quarterback standard, uh, but – I mean, I've got – I put my future cast pick in for Angeli to land at Notre Dame. I, I think I put it in, um, let's see, August 18th at 1044 a.m. per his rival's profile. Um, so the yeah, day after – yeah, I mean, less than 12 hours uh, after they offered. I was like, yeah, I talked to the kid, his coach, his private quarterback trainer. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not counting out Gavin Winsat as the 2022 quarterback um, just because when I talked to him, he loves Notre Dame too. Uh, but uh, this one just makes so much sense with that, like, you know, his family loves Notre Dame. He's got all the connections, uh, goes to a great Catholic school in New Jersey. Like, it, it just makes a lot of sense. Okay, that was – how long was that? <laughs> I finished my scotch now. <laughs> anyway, from what you had just mentioned and really from what you've written about Angeli since Notre Dame offered him, I think this is exactly how you want it to play out if you're Notre Dame. Because at this point, you're sitting here in the summer or deciding not to offer you know, Brady Allen, like you mentioned, he wants to commit. So at that point in July or August, a lot of coaches were under the assumption that we're not going to get to evaluate players or host right. them on campus right. for the rest of 2020. And that's exactly what happened on the Wednesday night when they extended a dead period there. Which when you extend a dead period. I'm, I just want to, yeah. I thought they were going to keep extending it month by month, but they just said, you know what? Let's just let's, forget about it. <laughs> I've been writing a ton about the dead period. Cause I, I you know, I got to keep saying this and saying this and saying this, that I, I think it's going to be extended through the rest of the calendar year. I didn't know they're going to do it in one lump sum of just like, boom, cut off. I thought they were kind of like slowly, Hey, just in case this thing turns around. I mean, if everyone's playing football, but rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's it ultimately, I mean, you just get tired of kicking the can down the road. So instead, right. you just pick it up and throw it in the trash can. So that's anyway. a great way to put it. <laughs> yep. Anyway, when you extend the dead period to the end of the calendar year, so December 31st, that means you're probably not getting any in person evaluations until that spring, right? Because like no one's really, coaches aren't allowed to go see these kids in January and February. So at this point, you've you got to know you have to make a move right. now, like exactly. in, the, in the summer or now if I'm just kind of taking it back a month to before they offer it. So in there, you got to figure out, all right, which of the ones are we comfortable with based on our non-in-person evaluations? And who are ones that we're confident that will still be around and will still be considering us, more importantly, yep. say next April, just to – assume for a minute that the spring period is back on and then you get to that point all right you've got a couple of options here with Angeli Wimsad at least you've who've 
we're clearly, especially Angelic, what you sound like, going to not decide for a while, and until they do decide, you know, they're gonna they're gonna keep considering Notre Dame. So you can recruit them, but kind of that mutual understanding of all right, we don't have to go completely push now just to get the kid because we got to do our own work, right? And we don't even need to you know worry about losing him because all right, if it's again April when you can go see him, he's still gonna be in all likelihood from what he told you, at least who knows what changes in seven months, however far away April is. I don't know Yeah, uh, that he's, we'll, we'll take what he told you at face value to say that he's going to stay uncommitted. So this is kind of the, at least the ideal mix of, all right, you, you have to make some kind of move. So you're not sitting there in April, having not offered a kid, a quarterback for almost three years. Yeah. The, the last time they offered a quarterback, right. was Tyler Buckner in June of 2018, but still not feeling like, all right, we're like, we're going to offer early, but we know we're going to have to take the kid beforehand. And from, again, from what you described, it doesn't sound like, you know, Angela is going to have a situation where I right, you're, you're Brady Allen. Yeah. I want to commit uh, in after my, before my junior year, after my junior year in this case, would not that there's anything wrong with wanting to get that out of the way, but at least trying to give yourself some, you know, security. So you're not taking a player at the most important position in your recruiting class that you haven't seen in person, but you're not going into those in-person evals being, you know, way behind the eight ball, especially in, you know, quarterback. I do want to add, I, I, I'm not saying that you said this, but I just want to make it clear. Like they're not going to sit around and like not make a push for one of these guys right? until next April. Like, this fall, they're going to be able to get a ton of footage. Like, it's not the same as those some of those characteristics that you can see from seeing a kid in person. But, I mean, these coaches can get full game access. Uh, at least that's my assumption. Like, if they go on to kids' huddle, it's just highlights. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Notre Dame, with all the money the football program has, they, they can get their hands on complete high school game footage. Um, right. So they can see all the good throws and the bad throws. So um, it would be very easy for Tommy Reese just to call up Vito Campanelli and say, "All right, give me some film." <laughs> Probably, it's, it's, it's not hard. Uh, no, no one has anything to. to lose I've never in, in heard that directly, but I'm that I would assume something like that is is certainly, um, certainly a thing, right? I, I mean, yeah, um, these these coaches see full game footage, so. That was one thing, man, you said something. Oh, the commitment timeline. Um, I feel like there's, it's happened more so recently than in years past where a kid says, this is my commitment date. And then it shoots up like three right. months. And that's happened, right more, that's happened more so now because for the 21s, they wanted to wait and take visits. And then they know they're not going to be able to take visits. They're like, what the heck am I waiting for? It's like a bit. But even for the 22s like the class of 2022 i'm still just kind of like we'll, we'll we'll see like you know hey like I, i'm gonna commit till signing day of my senior year we'll see like and i, I, I think june and you've popped already exactly right. yeah so um i i take and i'm not trying to say that steven is like um not meaning what he's saying that like i'm gonna wait until you know, January or something, but things just change in the recruiting process, right? I mean, whether it's a new offer or school X drops out of the race, which makes 
you know, school Z more intriguing um, or, you know, just things like that. Or, or, you know, this school might get a commit, but they really want you. So um, and then they start kind of turn up the heat and, and give you an ultimatum of sorts. Um, there, there's just so many different things that can happen that can move up your timeline. So um, like I said, Stephen could very well mean like, yeah, I, I don't want to commit this this calendar year. Like I want to wait until the 2021 spring or winter or something like that. But you know, things could change. Um, so, Unofficial yeah. anthem of, of, or official anthem really of, of right. And right. I guess, I guess at the same time, like you can't, if you're Notre Dame staff, you can't really control that. Right. You can't control what school Z is going to do in December with their recruiting board. You, you have no idea. Right. So at least you'd rather, you all right, you know, he's not going to, in all likelihood, not going to say in, to you in two weeks, all right, I want to commit. I'm going to commit somewhere. Uh, you know, still hasn't been to Notre Dame. Take me. Right, exactly. And and then this could be, you know, with any team in particular. Uh, you'd rather have the at least you'd feel more comfortable with the kid who wants to wait and take visits and, and all this kind of stuff than someone who's like, you, know, you, want, you kind of knew wanted to commit somewhere in the summer or wanted to commit earlier. You could sense kind of had some anxiousness. You, you, yeah, you never know when something's going to change in a recruitment or anything like that. But yeah. I mean, at the very least you feel, I, mean, I imagine more confident that this won't be the case here compared to, I don't know, somebody else. But again, you, I, I think you're right. But at the same time, if you start worrying about stuff like that, and that makes your decision. You'd be sitting here not having offered anybody or not really knowing what you're doing. And that's even a worse place to be than yeah. you know, having someone change their mind on you in January. So I don't know. I, in this wonky time, I, I think they've at least tried to go about this as, as best as they and can. Trying to possible. have do right. Trying to keep the priorities they want to have and, you know, understanding that this is still a position they want to get out of the way earlier and targeting the right mix of kids that are, or at least from what they tell you, uh, you know, they don't want to commit right away or aren't trying to commit in now and who you still like. So I, I, don't, I don't want to get too off topic, Patrick, but sometimes when I do these podcasts, it just, it just, things just come to you. Um, say what you want about Notre Dame recruiting and that, you know, they might not get the highest ranked kids, um, whether that be Brian Kelly didn't text them, you know, shout out to the South Ben Tribune article on that one um, was a Lathan Ransom and Jalen McMillan story from Carter. Um, Carter, if you're listening to this, it's a good story. I would have asked more than two kids for their opinion on, on, on that to get a little bit more data, but it was a really good story. Um, so yeah, Notre Dame loses out some of these big kids, whether it's the academic restrictions, you know, maybe the staff didn't work hard enough or get in there early enough, whatever. But I've been amazed. I've covered a lot of schools in seven years. Like I, I bounce around. First school I ever covered is USF. I'm a Bulls grad. Maybe we'll address that later, um, given who the Irish play this weekend. I've covered USC Trojans, Mississippi State, Louisville. Uh, covered Toledo for a month and a half. You never knew that, did you, Patrick? Yeah, covered Toledo. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't even remember all of them. So, I, I mean, I have a t it's not like I just grew up a Notre Dame fan and that's all I know. It's just Notre Dame. Like, I've covered a bunch of different schools. And Notre Dame absolutely does it the right way. Like, they are so honest with kids. I was talking to Robbie Toma, 
Uh, and I'll have stuff from that interview. Of course, it's a former Notre Dame player um, early in the Brian Kelly era. So I talked to him, and he told me that Notre Dame does so well in Hawaii because they're just so honest, and the culture here just really values honesty and loyalty. And, like, yeah, Notre Dame just does this stuff the right way. Like, I remember talking to a Notre Dame source once and asked, like, hey, um, you know, do you think that offer that whatever kid it was? I don't even remember. Was that committable? And, like, source said, I mean, Notre Dame doesn't really put out uncommittable offers. Like, if they offer a kid, um, they, they, they don't really play games with kids like that. Like, they, they do things the right way. Um, they're never going to want to put any kid on blast. Like, some schools will kind of, you know, just do things that, you know, and, and leak things out that just – you just don't really like that. Um, it doesn't sit well with me. But, I mean, th- this, this staff, I mean – you know, you, you just have to be reminded sometimes when you get so frustrated about, oh, we had seven straight three-star commitments and, you know, is this pushing us past Clemson? You just got to remember that it's, it's a little bit more than football. Like Notre Dame really does get these kids um, set up so well after football. Um, and, and that's really the, the bigger picture um, in that they're developing champions and, and, and all that good, graduating champions, all that good stuff. So, um, as it's someone who was really green to Notre Dame, not just Notre Dame recruiting, but just Notre Dame in general before I took this job and how much I've learned uh, in the past year and a half, I've really come to appreciate. Like if you're going to say one thing I, I like most about Notre Dame, it's, it's how honest the staff is and then how genuine they are once the kids get to campus. I was talking to a player's dad, um, and this, this player was injured and the kid was really down dad was really down about it too like it was just kind of a dark moment um and just the position coach um was just so uplifting to the kid and the dad like sending like sending the dad all sorts of videos like hey here's here's what your son is doing today like he's looking great like just really encouraging it's like the basketball staff does that too uh when Robbie Carmody was injured I mean, the, the staff and the players, they were up there, you know, every day checking them on Robbie. Um, and I know when in talking to, um, you know, Robbie's dad, like they were super encouraged by uh, the Notre Dame basketball staff. So there's my tangent, you know, hopefully like a little feel-good thing there. Like, all right, the, the school that you love, they really – do things the right way. And that's got to speak for something in this world of, you know, uh, you know, buying kids cars to commit or whatever <laughs> crazy things happen these days. I, I remember when Ole Miss landed Laquan Treadwell and uh, Robert and, and DG. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone knew Ole Miss has been the doorstep or, or uh, the, foot, the footstep of, of the SEC for years. How the heck do they land two five-star kids? Everyone knew they had to be doing something <laughs> shady. And did they? Of course. So, you know, just take some pride in that. Notre Dame does things by the book and just like honest, good people. Um, and, and then once they get to Notre Dame, they, they treat them well too. So um, – I'll say this, that's, and that's all I got. <laughs> and, and and we'll move on to the 2021 class. 
whenever, you know, I've, I've talked to different staffs in the past and, and you hear about, you know, we don't do uncommittable offers or, or things like that. Or even whenever I see, you know, someone else write that or it's communicated or whatever about X school or, or and whatnot. I roll my eyes just because it's, you know, all right, you, you try to just put the, the right message out there because it's what people want to hear, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And just like, I'll, you know, I, I don't vouch for anyone. It's like, oh yeah, I know they're not buying kids. That'll, that'll get you in trouble as a reporter. But if you do want, at least Notre Dame can say this, that it has kind of evidence to back up the, the, the claim you just mentioned of, I mean, they're offering half as many kids as a lot of these other teams. That's are. a great point. Yep. And I know there's lots of factors that go into that, whether, you know, however much, whatever you want to believe as far as they can only recruit X of the top 100 kids or X of the top 250. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, put whatever number on that you, you want to, I'm, I'm not going to put one on it just because it's, it's not really here nor there, but for whatever reason, when you just offer fewer players, it's, it at least holds a little more water. So yeah. that's that, but all right, let's move on. We'll talk about some, uh, couple of very interesting, potentially positive developments in the 2021 class. You first, a couple of words from our sponsors. Yesterday's restaurant in Granger is a full service restaurant serving some of the best food you will ever taste. At yesterday's restaurant, the philosophy is simple. Life is short, eat well. They believe that every meal should be a special occasion. That's why at yesterday's, they serve only the finest organic and locally grown produced vegetables, fruits, dairies, meats, and fish. They hand make most of their delicious meals from scratch using only the finest ingredients available. Everything they serve is fresh and guaranteed delicious, and the recipes are unique and original. From prime rib, fresh fish, to the award-winning Great Scott Burger, rated by ZZ Zippy as the number one burger in a 100-mile radius you are sure to delight your taste buds. Yesterday's makes their desserts from scratch, fresh every day, including the world-famous Corbett Cheesecake. Let the staff who love what they do make your yesterday's restaurant experience outstanding. Visit us online at yesterdays-granger.com or book your reservation on OpenTable or by calling 574-272-7017. Looking for that unique Notre Dame item for the Irish fan in your life? Visit Augie's Locker Room, the country's number one memorabilia shop. They have the largest selection of Notre Dame helmets dating all the way back to the turn of the century up to the present day including the Shamrock Series helmet. They also have stadium benches, frame tickets, one-of-a-kind Rockney items, signed items, and many other unique pieces. If it is ND, they have what you were looking for. Visit them online at augieslockerroom.com or call 574-277-NDND. That's augieslockerroom.com. So, Mike, yesterday, Notre Dame handed out a 2021 offer its first one in a little while here to three-star cornerback Theron Johnson from the Indianapolis he's committed to Northwestern and you had posted some interesting uh you know nuggets about all right what's really going on here why the offer what do they think and basically what to to read in here well, this is one podcast, and we've now mentioned USF, my alma mater, and Northwestern, which is where you got your master's. Shouts to the, the degrees. When is that ever going to happen? 
uh, in another podcast. Unless I don't we know, like- Mike, are they, is, is Notre Dame going to have to flip USF's 2022 <laughs> quarterback when everybody spurns them? <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, Saren Johnson, prospect that um, Notre Dame really – this young man popped onto the radar, not that he, they didn't know about him. Obviously they're going to know all these top kids in the state, but his senior season, right. Indianapolis, um, you know, they started ball in August 21st. Um, so he's already four games into his senior season before, you know, in the big tens, not even starting <laughs> until August 24th, kind of crazy to think about. Uh, but so he's, he's had a great, season already he is committed to northwestern as a corner so it's at six foot 170 pounds ranked as a three-star number 68 corner nationally and number 11 player in the state of indianapolis from what my sources have told me state of indianapolis you breaking some news i don't know here (laughs) anyway as you were making fun of me now um I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> Three-star corner from Indianapolis. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Notre Dame is recruiting him as an athlete. So he's done really well on defense um, and receiver. So he could be like a slot guy, you know, outside guy. Maybe if he grows an inch or two more. But, I mean, six foot, I would imagine he's probably 5'11". Every time the kids will have said, with, with whatever height it is, I always take off an inch. Um, but, um, you know, when I posted on our uh, – Message board Rockney's Roundtable. Again, use promo code 12 for one to get $87 off the first year of your annual subscription. Um, Josh Hemholt, Midwest analyst at Rivals, um, chimed in. I will read what he said last night. I was surprised more schools weren't on him when we first raided Johnson last winter. I don't even I don't think he had any power five offers then, and he didn't really generate many. Um, many once they did come in. Now he's had a big start to his senior year, and I don't expect Notre Dame to be the last to offer. I haven't evaluated him on offense, but def- defensively, he's a ball hawk, and he's shown this season he can come up and deliver the big hits of both cornerback and safety are possibilities. Um, and uh, so clearly, Hemholt's high on him. You know, he's a mid three star guy, but. You know, when reevaluations come around, which they do, um, what quarterly or something with rivals, um, you know, that that could be a guy who, who shoots up in the rankings. So, um, Johnson has two power five offers Northwestern, Notre Dame. Um, you know, Notre Dame would not well, throw out this the offer. pro at IDing those, uh, those kids that you know have one offer. I don't remember what the, the number was, but on the team that won the 2018 big 10 West. I think they had like, I don't know, a quarter of their guys were, they were only power five offers and like players who were legitimate contributors. Uh, No, I don't remember if Ben Skoranek was one of them, but sure. uh, Anyway. Yes. Two power five offers, Northwestern, Notre Dame. Yeah. He had Cincinnati too. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had some, some max schools, but um, yeah, Cincinnati's, that's that's still group of five. I mean, that, AAC is on the come yeah. up, but not like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, good good player. Um, I, I'm I haven't really dived into his tape yet, but um, just from the few clips I've seen, seems like an explosive explosive player. And look, he's got he's a good student, and I think he's just too good um, 
for Notre Dame to let him go somewhere else. Like you got to get the best players from around you. Um, like if, if you're looking at comparable talent and Indianapolis and let's say, I don't know, North Carolina, who are you going to take? Like if they're like the same, like they got the same grades, same measurables, I eh, might like him a little bit more on this, but we like the other guy a little bit more on this. So like, but they're just about the same. Like you got to take the guy closer to you. Especially um, right now. Yes, especially right now. And, you know, when the kid, you know, might've grown up and really liking Notre Dame and um, all that kind of stuff, you know, he, he's not going to be afraid of the cold weather. Like he knows what a winter is like up there. I think that's a real thing. So you, you want to build the, you know, from the inside out, but you know, Notre Dame's case, they just build from coast to coast. But um, yeah. So with Johnson, uh, I, I think if Notre Dame really does a good job in, in recruiting him, um, they will probably land him. I, I think they'll be able to flip him from Northwestern um, I keep thinking of something that's escaping my mind here. Every time I start talking, that's probably why I'm not sounding super smart and uh, in, in talking about Johnson here. Um, oh, here it is. So to finish out this class, Notre Dame is really looking at two positions, receiver and defensive back. And they're also kind of looking at linebacker Kahanu Kia from Hawaii. Um, he very may well end up in this class as well. Um, but for the most part, it's, receiver and DBs. Well, Johnson's either. So it, it just makes sense. Like, all right, he's had a great senior season. He's, um, it's got the grades. He's from our backyard. Let's offer this kid. Well, of course he's a good student. He's right now going to Northwestern. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, when you mentioned the defensive back receiver type of situation, and I believe you posted this on the message board as well. Uh, well, the thing that first came to mind with me was, is this either insurance or replacement even, especially when you consider uh, the dead period news officially going all the way there? And you know, who knows if it gets extended into 2021 at this point. Is this insurance or replacement or just, you know, let's see what happens for Titus Mikhail Altamalala. Yeah. They're right there from Hawaii. Also, who is being looked at? Safety. Both. Yep. yep. I, I think Notre Dame probably prefers both more on the defensive side of the ball, but I mean, they just love these versatile guys who um, like you don't want a kid who, if we're recruiting a center and he doesn't work out at center, where are you going to put him then? All right. You can put him to defensive tackle. Like you're not going to move him to guard. Definitely not going to move him to offensive. Like what, what are you going to move him to? So, um, or if, you know, we're, we're really hurting at this position. Well, Hey, we got this extra body here. This kid played a really high level at that position in high school. So we can move him. So that's a real, that's a real thing. Um, but I think to answer your question, probably a little bit of both. Uh, it's like Notre Dame loves Titus. If Theron Johnson commits, they will still have the spot for Titus no matter what. That, that's pretty much what I've been told. Okay. Um, which not to go off on another tangent, but I'm just really wondering about class size numbers, Patrick. It's, you know, I had been reporting, you know, pre pandemic that Notre Dame's 2021 class was going to be around in the teens, like 18, 19, maybe 20 on the high end was what I was looking at. Now I'm, I think they're going to get to 21 or 22 in this class. Um, just because 
Like, is there going to be more transfers? Because the one-time transfer rule, I think, is going to be adopted. Um, so you're going to have more transfers. There's a lot more spots. Another thing, um, you know, when you talk to sources about class size numbers, it's super, super fluid. But you also don't know, like, the staff kind of will always know who is going to transfer. Like, they have a good idea. Who's going to be a grad transfer or who's, something yeah, like that. Yeah, they have eligibility like, left and who just kind of understands it. Yes. Exactly. But there, ha- there have to be some transfers that come as a surprise, too. So, yeah. you know, Notre Dame certainly had guys leave the program. So I don't know, like, is, is that a new number or, or is that an expected one, you know, when you talk to different sources? So that's an interesting thing. But it, it, it seems like even though the NCAA has not said anything about we're bumping up the 85 rule to now 105 or, or they haven't said anything. And they need that, to at some point. They, uh, yeah. They, I, mean, I don't know what it's going to be, but they, they have, like, that has to happen. Yeah. They I don't want to get too something. far down that, but yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously they got to do something because, you know, they're recruiting in the 2021 class. And I mean, I, I think the rule is that the school's not obligated to give an extra year. Is no, that, they're that? not. But okay. you, right. But you still have the issue of in 2021, there are no countable players coming off your 85 because everybody who would have been out of eligibility in 2021 originally now has the year for 2022. So yeah. again, who, again, we, we don't know. I'm not yeah, going to so that, other than it's a mess. Yeah. yeah that, that's it. I, I will try to give my thoughts. Like I just have, but you know, talk to someone in the note today. Hey, you know, like, how are you kind of, uh, and this, this wasn't a Notre Dame. This was like a different school, but, um, said, Hey, like how, how are you guys personally like trying to navigate 2021 numbers? Super fluid. That's what I was still like, all right, dude. Yeah. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> Crazy. But, yeah. A- anyway, I, I had thought, and it is interesting that they'd save a spot for both, that it's just kind of two comparable pl- or two players for, for one spot as far as well, also we can you put got- them in both spots. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but Titus hasn't visited at least to Sarah and this right. stretches all the way for sign, late signing day for him. Like I believe he's indicated. Well, the good thing about Titus is that he is stretching it so far that Notre Dame will really have a better idea by then. Also Dante Thornton is another one of those guys is a receiver from Baltimore that he's just too good to pass up. So if he wants in late, you know, we'll figure it out. So that, that's the good thing about some of these kids you know, that are, that are really waiting this thing out. Notre Dame will kind of have an idea of whether or not they have room or kind of be able to figure it out. So we talked about a new name here in Theron Johnson. Let's, let's end this thing with one little uh, segment here on a, a familiar and name. who we're just getting you... started. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, who, familiar name uh, who you put in a future cast for a week or so ago or, or whenever it was. Time, time, time. circle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> last but, Thursday night. I was going to wait until Friday morning. Um, nah. I, I was literally driving from Atlanta down to Florida. My wife's driving, thankfully, when Dion Colsey, we were about to talk about uh, number 107 player nationally, um, wide receiver from Athens Academy uh, here in Georgia, who I will be seeing on Friday, by the way, um, rain permitting. Um, he tweeted out announcing September 28th, started texting some people, future cast, boom, wasn't that difficult. Wasn't well, that, there you difficult. go. It wasn't a ton of really need to vet this thing out and fit. Nope. Text a couple people. Notre Dame's looking good. That one, 
I feel really good about the Irish chances. Now, if you're listening to this on Thursday, 11 days out, 11 days out. Colsey, so we started this podcast talking about travels, going to see Colsey Friday. Going to see Colsey on Friday. That was scheduled That was scheduled a month ago um, that I was already going to be there. So timing worked out great. Um, so Notre Dame's looking good to beat out, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, all those schools. Notre Dame's also looking good for Jaden Thomas, another receiver here in my backyard. Um, weather permitting, I'm going to see him play on Thursday. But we're kind of getting the tail end of that Hurricane Sally. Just there's supposed to be heavy rain in the Atlanta area. My guess is that'll probably be rained out on Thursday. But um, got a future cast in for Jaden Thomas, uh, six foot two, two hundred five pounder, ranks as number one ninety four overall player nationally. So Irish are, are also looking good there. Um, so do you, do you so remember? Let's dive into... <laughs> no, hold on, Patrick. Do you remember in? say it's maybe may june ish the uproar about we've only got one offensive commitment since october everyone's up in arms about ah tommy reese can't recruit okay they didn't get will shipley the first guy they offer afterwards they got right logan Diggs, that running back you know they held on to lorenzo styles who was pushing hard for for uh styles michigan nope styles is solid he said i'm good if they land Colsey and Thomas, Colsey and I mean these have been their two two of their top receiver targets. I mean for months now it's been Thomas, Colsey, Thornton. So they're going to get two of those three. It looks like, and potentially even Thornton if they're just going to have a huge receiver class. I mean, could you imagine tight end? They got Cambrong early, um, obviously. Um, of course, okay. Going back to the quarterback, you already had the quarterback. All right. Um, and then you get Mitchell Evans, big jumbo athlete. We love big Mitch offensive line recruiting. You got Spindler. You got Joe Alt, my personal favorite recruit of the class um, on top of Blake Fisher and Pat Coogan. Where's the outrage now? If they get these two <laughs> kids, where's the freaking outrage? What are we going to be mad about next? Notre Dame fans at me. <laughs> Adam on Twitter. Y'all anyway, like it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You can, you can put a, take a class that comes together over two years and any snapshot in those two years. And it's going to be completely right. different. So I know you like going by the script, Patrick, and I go <laughs> off script. I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> uh, before we dive into a little bit more of uh, Colsey and Thomas here for a minute. Uh, let me tell you about varsity clubs coming to Notre Dame, plan your stay at the varsity clubs by diamond resorts decorated with a collection of Notre Dame memorabilia and located just two miles east of Notre Dame in the heart of shopping and restaurants as a special deal for Blue and Gold Podcast listeners. Use the promo code ZVISG and you'll receive 15% off your reservation. Varsity Club Suites offer king bed with Diamond Resorts quality linens and amenities in every room, living area with a queen sleeper sofa, flat screen TVs, fully stocked kitchenette and more. Relax as you lounge by the indoor pool where you can swim indoors and see outdoors do glass walls in a screen room, play bocce ball or sit by one of the fire pits in the beautiful outdoor courtyard or shoot pool with your friends and enjoy breakfast on us. Book your stay at www.diamondresortsandhotels.com or call 800-438-2929 and mention promo code ZVISG and receive 15% off your stay at the varsity clubs. I'm in. You just told me. <laughs> Can we do a podcast from there? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, 
it's interesting to go to, to pools right now, but uh, yeah, free breakfast sounds great. Anyway, Dion Colsey. So in uh, this kind of illustrates to me, the worst thing a kid can ever do is tell you to kick rocks, which they already do that in a lot of times in every cycle because you offer 200 kids and you sign 20 of them. So you're batting a hundred. And for anyone who, I don't know, thought in, in June or July or whatever this was when, you know, it seemed Georgia was, had all the momentum with him and, and that would be the inevitable destination. Or anyone who thought, all right, why is Notre Dame bothering? What's just they got going mad at me. <laughs> they said, Mike, Mike, why are you bothering to go see a Georgia commit? That's what, that's what our message board told me. They're like, Mike, it, um, is, is uh, writing about Georgia commits a new side feature here? And I'm like, <laughs> dang, man. I, I, my response was, I don't decide you know, who, how hard Notre Dame recruits a kid. If Notre Dame's recruiting a kid hard, he lives an hour and a half from me. I'm going to go cover him, you know, no matter what. So who's well, up now? Here's your platform to drop the mic. <laughs> anyway, what do you think really made Notre Dame be able to stay in this with Colsey and, and do one of those rare recommitments that you know, they've had a few of over the last uh, couple of years. Again, rare recommit, even just to be in consideration for a recommitment like he is and, and nothing's happened yet, but going by your future cast, uh, if you had to guess, he's standing up back in the class. So how did this really get back to this point? Outlasted. I think they outlasted everybody. Um, I was told... Um, and this isn't like any, any breaking news here. I mean, I've been putting this on our message board for since then that once he decommitted, it was March 20th. Um, yes. March 20th. I love when I do that. That's the date. Once he decommitted March 20th from Notre Dame, of course he made that pledge October of 2019 weekend of the USC game. I was told that Notre Dame is still going to go after him. They were as long as the heart was still beating in that recruitment for them. They were going to keep recruiting him and they just kept after him. It certainly helps that his mother, Yolanda is a huge Notre Dame fan. She admits it. Like when I tweeted out that I put the future cast in, she retweeted it. (laughs) (laughs) Eyeball emojis. I know. Uh, Like she has been pretty vocal and public about how much she loves Notre Dame. Um, but you know, it's, it's 1000% his decision. Like she wants him to go to Notre Dame. Um, there's a while there, he kind of want to stay closer to home, but, um, I think there was a shift, uh, a little while ago where it went back into Notre Dame's favor. Um, and, uh, I mean, look, it, it just fits Colsey. I mean, he's a, a kid who goes to a great school in Athens Academy, um, he's been to Notre Dame so many times. He loves it there. You know, when he decommitted, he said he just felt like he rushed it and committed a little too early. I understand that. Um, so then he took his time, obviously wasn't able to take any visits, uh, due to the dead period, but, um, you know, just reflected, I'm sure a lot and came back to, you know, probably what he was feeling the first time he committed with like the pros of Notre Dame. Um, so don't think it, it's like too hard to figure out why he would go back to Notre Dame's class. I mean, he, he, they wanted him bad. His mom loves Notre Dame. He's been able to visit at least um, he visited for a camp last summer, which is when he landed the offer. 
Um, he visited for the USC game. Then he visited for the Echoes Awards show week. And that's just from summer of 2019 to December. So there's three. And I want to say he visited one time before that. So he's been there at, at least four times. So um, it, it just makes a lot of sense. Notre Dame loves him. Um, and, and if he picks the Irish, um, you know, they will be able to use him in that Chase Claypool boundary type role. Yeah, it's resilience and eh, you know, if you get dumped, it doesn't have to be the end it's, of the road. You know, it's tough. It, like, is, it is, yeah. And, there, and, and this was one where it was, you know, I'm sure you, Notre Dame could sense it. Like, it's not just your regular clean old split where it's, you know, it just didn't work out and that's fine because you had mom, all the things working in the in their favor that never went away, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I think mom, love and Notre Dame played a key role there. But, um, I mean, it, yeah, you mentioned resilience, like, I, I, Colsey, I don't think d- during certain parts of his recruitment post decommitment that he was super respect- receptive to Notre Dame, but I don't think he was super receptive to anybody. Like, I, I think there was just probably sometimes in his recruitment where he was just like not texting or calling anybody back. So, you know, some schools were, would have probably been like, forget that. Like, you know, we, I don't want to deal with this. You know, if this kid doesn't want to come here, he's not going to come here. But Notre Dame said, you know what? You know, even if he's not texting us back right now, we're, we're going to still go after him as long as that heart's beating in this recruitment. So, again, if it does work out for the Irish when he announces September 28th, you've got to give a ton of credit to Reese, Kelly, um, Alexander, obviously, you know, Pullian. Even John McNulty, a tight ends coach, has been a little bit involved in this recruitment too. Like, yeah, I mean, I they hope re- so he's always got to do is recruit 2023 tight ends right now with <laughs> class filled up for a while. <laughs> uh, but, you know, McNulty was texting Colsey, I think, even before they offered Jack Nickel in May. You know, you, so, um, so that, that, that wasn't, that's not even a recent thing. So it was all hands on deck for Notre Dame recruiting Colsey. This is a kid they wanted bad. Um, so, Again, if if they land him 11 days from now, um, then, you know, kudos to the Irish. All right, we're almost at an hour, Mike. You want to get out of here? No, another rant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. Uh, uh, you know, the, give the people what they want, but no. <laughs> I don't yeah, have we, anything, so you're, you're off the hook. Well, all right. Just, I'm, I'm sure you'd be well-stocked for, for, our, for our next one here. Anyway, we appreciate you guys listening. Again, you can get access to blueandgold.com, the best way to support this podcast and our, all of our recruiting coverage efforts using the promo code nd 12 for one That's N-D-1-2-F-O-R-1. Please leave us a review. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts on Apple or Spotify. And if you would be even kinder, leave us five stars and nice comments. We'll love you forever. And like us on YouTube if you're watching us on video subscribe to subscribe to us on youtube that helps until then we'll talk to you in a a couple of weeks till then take care and if it's later past uh, quality's announcement you might have some good news on that front take care